Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On this podcast, we're talking about the future of social media. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 990. Today, we're talking about the future of social media. Future of social media as we see it. There is lots of changes going on. Things are happening. And we thought we'd just sit back and have a chat about what is going on in social. We are seeing lots of different things. We're seeing Lots of people asking us questions about where they think it's going to go. So we thought, hey, why don't we just have a chat about what we see is the future of social media. So Heather Porter, you are on the line. Hello. Hi. Hello, Andrew. Hello, everybody. We are very excited to be back in your little earbuds wherever you may be in the world. We sure are. And we just thought we'd... uh, We'd uh, share what we think is going to happen. We haven't had a conversation like this for a little while, especially on air. So we thought, well, why don't we just open it up and uh, share with other people our deepest, darkest thoughts about where we think social is heading. And this is pretty cool because, like Andrew said, we actually have no idea what what each of us are going to say. So it's going to be interesting to see if we're on the same page with some of our thoughts. (laughs) And and that is no different than the other 89 podcasts we've had before (laughs) this. Yeah. We kind of... We just, you know, we we like to have a good banter. So um, yes. now, Andrew, what have you been up to? Have you learned anything interesting over the last week? Mm, you know, I was looking at some uh, reports about video because, you know, video is everywhere. And these days with everyone using mobile phones and stuff, um, we're always pulling out videos. Um, I was somewhere just recently. Oh, it was, a, it was an event that um, it was a presentation. And, you know, the old days of... Uh, taking notes, you know, this person up the front presenting some interesting facts on, on a PowerPoint or a keynote on the slides. And everyone's, you know, usually they used to sit there and write feverishly. Now people are just sitting out there with their phones and taking photos and photos and photos of the slides. No one's taking notes anymore. They're just taking photos. I wonder how many people go back and look at their photos to see what they, uh, they got out of it. But what it was sort of reminded me was that everyone's got phones and they're using them for everything. There was people taking video of the slideshows. There was people taking still pictures. But we're all on these phones. We're using them for all sorts of things. And so, you know, mobile is everywhere. But what, what I discovered this week was the fact that, you know, a lot of people are sharing videos on Facebook. We're seeing a lot of videos come up on Facebook. Now, what we used to see was a lot of YouTube share, shared videos. So people would post to YouTube and then they would grab that link and they would share it on Facebook. Well, it's come out just uh, in the last few days that YouTube is starting to lose a lot of ground on the Facebook platform where people are sharing it on Facebook. Those native videos that are coming straight from your phones and from your video cameras going into Facebook without going anywhere else is growing pretty quickly. And Facebook is about to overtake YouTube in video posts in the newsfeed. So that's interesting to see the shift in where people are putting videos. You know, mm-hmm. um, there was an analysis done and it looks like in the next probably four to five months, YouTube will probably be second to Facebook 
as far as videos go on the newsfeed. So it's interesting to see, you know, recently Facebook came out and they said we are now serving up a billion video views a day on Facebook. Now, YouTube's, yeah, wow. YouTube's been doing this for a long time, but um, and I still don't think that Facebook will beat YouTube for video views overall, but on the actual platform of Facebook, YouTube is starting to lose out. You know what I loved what you were saying as well is about how events people bring their phones and take photos of the slides. Uh-huh. Just on a total side note of that, I love going. Um, I'm I'm getting a little bit more active on Twitter lately, and I love going in and looking at hashtags and things. And I and what's so cool is that you can go around and find hashtags of really cool events that you actually want to attend, but you can't. Mm. And you could just sit there. And like be at the event for all the photos that people are taking with their phones and like the comments, because people love to tweet quick little bits of information, like the jewels of nuggets of what the speakers say. And there's um, Tropical MBA, which is a just a site that I quite like. They have a, a cool little podcast. They have this thing called the Dynamite Circle. And I didn't even know about it. And all of a sudden I'm seeing this thing with all these the followers that I, um, you know, I, I look up to and respect and they're all tweeting I'm in Thailand. I'm at the dynamite circle. I'm like, what is this thing that they're talking about? So I actually kind of stumbled across this whole other new little community. So very cool. I love that point about the event sort of thing. Going to events vicariously through Twitter. That's <laughs> exactly right. Yep. <laughs> love it. That's that's, a, that's an awesome that's an awesome thought because I'm sure that these guys never intended for that to happen, but it's a byproduct of what's going on on social. And this is, I guess, what we're going to talk about today too. But before we do dig into that, what did you learn? What did you been up to over the last week or so? So I always look for things that sort of motivate and inspire me because there's there's definite ups and downs in running your own business. And um, if I'm feeling extra sort of excited, I'll tend to be on social media, like on Facebook more because I get excited and feed off of the cool, you know, posts that people are doing. But if I'm feeling a little bit down in the dumps or I'm having a hard day, I actually stay away from Facebook and mm-hmm. because of the the filtration process people put in their best things. So I stay away from that purposefully and I actually have discovered this new little channel on YouTube where I really am enjoying some of the videos. So obviously I, I'm a big TED Talk fan. I know you are, but there's this other little um, channel called Awesomeness Fest and it's run by Mind Valley and mm-hmm. Mind Valley has this event called Awesomeness Fest where they have entrepreneurs from all over the world come on and you know good, fun adventures. Now, what they've done is they've put their speakers from Awesomeness Fest onto their channel. So there's really cool things about just not only business, but just humanity and and lifestyle and health. And um, so I highly recommend it. It's called Awesomeness Fest and it's on YouTube. If you Google it, there's some great videos in there. Hey, I like um, what you said about that whole filtration. You know, we don't <laughs> tend to see, although there are, there are a number of negative people out there who are going to whinge yeah. about cry about everything but most of the time we're always trying to put our best foot forward i'm on a holiday or i'm on this i'm looking at this concert i'm eating this great food blah 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 and you know everyone's trying to put stuff that is good out there and sometimes as you said if you're having a not so good day and and you get on there and all you're seeing is everyone else having a good time and doing good stuff it's like oh man my life really really sucks and you feel bad about yourself (laughs) totally totally (laughs) So it's uh, it's almost a downer. Like people putting good stuff out, trying to make other people feel good. You're not doing it. You're making us feel worse sometimes. Yeah, I think like being real. Like I know it's hard to be real because you don't want to admit your your shortfalls. But it's really refreshing to see people that are on there not coming from a victim space, but actually saying, you know, I had a hard day, and this is this is something I discovered to kind of pick me up. 
a yeah. little bit. Coming more from that perspective, I, I love it when I'm coming across people that are more real lately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, keeping it real. Keeping yeah, yeah. it real. Yeah. Cool, <laughs> and cool. I, look, I'm trying to do more of that myself, but it's it's hard to be vulnerable and kind of real in those spaces. You know, I guess it sort of dovetails in what we're talking about today. Yeah. Is you know just what what do we see happening and and we do see that more and more is the people giving only the extra good stuff and not so much the real stuff you know yeah um, but I mean look at look at go back to news services it doesn't matter from the seventies eighties nineties they're always you could never find a leading story that said today nothing happened on the freeway there was no accidents I mean that's not a news story right they <laughs> they want to have either bad stuff or glorified really good stuff. And I think that's just sort of us being um, a byproduct of what we've been brought up with is news. News has to be something, something yes. good or bad. It doesn't have, it's not, it doesn't have to be flat or nothing. So, you know, I guess that's interesting to see. What do you think about, so let's start with Facebook because I know that you flicked me an article that I already knew about. And that was that copy blogger has turned off, their Facebook page. Is that mm. correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? What do you think is going on with Facebook? Well, I guess since January this year, um, when Facebook came out and said, you know what, um, all of you people that have been building a, news, a, a business page, uh, now you have to pay for the views. You know, you were getting, if you had a thousand people on your page, you know, 60, 70% of those people would see your posts. And, um, and, then, and you could grow your business organically because they were seeing your posts. Your posts might have redirected people back to your website and that sort of thing. That's cool. But January, Facebook came out and they said, you know what, uh, not going to happen anymore. You need to pay to get this information in front of you. Now, a lot of people were up in arms and they said, wow, that's criminal. You can't do it. Um, and I've said all along, you don't want to build your business on somebody else's platform like a Facebook because you don't control the environment there. And mm-hmm. all these people... Um, lost business massively overnight. Now, I can understand people getting upset because, you know, they've spent a lot of money. I mean, you look at people on, uh, you look at you look at ads on the sides of trucks, you know, find us on Facebook. You see people put their Facebook pages on TV ads or radio ads. You see people put on all of their paraphernalia. You go to a restaurant and it's like, like us on Facebook on the bottom of their menu. So all this effort has been spent driving traffic to somebody else's website i.e. Mark Zuckerberg's website, right? So you spend all this time and effort and all of a sudden, instead of saying thanks for spending so much time and effort and money driving traffic to our website, it's like, bad luck, stuff you all. Um, Now you got to pay for it. So a lot of people went out of, not out of business, but they they really lost interest. Now, Copyblogger, which is a a very big site uh, in our circle, in our space, had uh, over 30,000 followers on their Facebook, but they did some pretty serious and and um, intense testing about who were these people that were actually on their page and what sort of reactions were they getting compared to other platforms. I think they compared it to Google+, uh, and I think maybe uh, LinkedIn or Twitter, one of those, and they did a comparison of the same posts on those different platforms and measured the amount of engagement amount of time and effort that was put into creating those posts on those platforms and what sort of results did they get? Did people go from those links to their website? And they found that by far Facebook was the lowest of all of those as far as engagement goes. And they just said, we're putting too much effort into a result that's not giving us much at all. 
And I guess this boils down to looking at what are you doing when you do your social media stuff? Are you just doing it because everybody else is? Mm-hmm. Um, and copy blogger said, um, we are not going to stand for that. We don't need to waste our time on Facebook because the people on Facebook are not producing the results we're looking for. So let's not waste our time. And they closed it down. So I'm in two minds about Facebook. There's a video that's been floating around. Another thing that you showed me, and not only you, but it seemed to be picked up quite heavily over the last week. And yeah. it's that video that was put out how about how Facebook like advertising doesn't work because mm-hmm. of the link farms that right. exist and how they skew the results. Mm-hmm. Now, Obviously, being inquisitive, I went into both my Facebook page and our AYB Facebook page, and I had a look to see if this was actually true. Mm -hmm. And I actually found opposite. I found that um, recently, because we've been doing like advertising to very targeted markets, I actually found that the engagement there was, yeah, like, I I don't know, it just matched the target that we were actually going after was there. And so I I kind of, I don't know, I don't 100% believe in that video, but here's what I do find. I think that the problem with with Facebook, like you're saying, is number one, you can't rely on organic for your business page anymore. And number two, so if that means you're doing ads, then you better know what you're doing with your ads. And this is where most of us fall short. Yeah. We'll put the ads up, but what we don't know how to do is convert. or We don't know, understand how to look at the other end of the equation where we're sending the traffic to what's going on over there and why aren't we actually getting some sort of result? Because I know Facebook works for ads. I know it's driving traffic. I've, we've seen it, you and I. We've seen it for clients as well. Yeah, you're right. That, that video was picked up. Um, Ver, Ver, Veritasium, I think, is the name of the video channel on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and he, he, puts a great, he puts across some great points. And Good points, um, yeah. It is worth having a look at, but keep in mind that um, the, the research that he did was fairly limited uh, and fairly obscure as far as the pages that he was talking about. Now, I'm not going to talk too much more about the video, but needless to say that there's also the other side of the argument. People are coming out saying the video is not that good because of the limitations of what he was measuring. Um, Facebook ads are still valuable, but at the end of the day, you want to be measuring what you're doing. Now, if you run a Facebook ad and you're sending it to a web page that signs up people to buy your product and they pay you money, and you've spent $1,000 to get people to your website, and you make $2,000 from those ads signing up for your product, then is that a problem or not? No, you're making Mm. money, right? You've doubled your money. That is brilliant return. Keep doing that all day long, you know? So if it's working and you can measure it so that you know it's working, then there's nothing wrong with doing that. So it's like anything, measure, check, test, and measure. Now, sometimes Facebook will work for some industries, and sometimes it won't. I can tell you that we have um, a client in the loans area, like small loans, quick loans, fast loans, and that sort of stuff. Now, he is having a massive trouble, amount of trouble getting his ads approved on Facebook because he's in that industry, which Facebook frown upon. In fact, in, the, yeah, in their terms <laughs> and conditions, mm. in their terms and conditions, they've got a whole bunch of scenarios which they will and won't let sort of certain ads run and um he's going to have trouble now you go and look at his competitors and they're all very very quiet on facebook so then my 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 comment is don't waste your time on facebook if there's no one else doing it and you're not and you're the only one trying to make it work you're pushing you're pushing a cart uphill 
So I've seen something interesting happen as a result of this whole ads thing happening. I have seen some people actually revert back to their personal profile pages to actually start talking more about their business, Mm -hmm. which for quite a while we were saying, you know, definitely have your profile for your personal friends and family Mm -hmm. and have your page for business. But if Facebook's favoring personal profiles, right? Um, Well, yes and no. You can't can't run ads on personal profiles. No, you can't. Right. But it's going to show your friends more, right? It will. Yeah, it will. But then how much do your friends want to keep hearing about your business rather than you? You And and the other thing is you've got got a limit, a ceiling limit of 5,000 friends. Now, if that sounds like a lot, then maybe it is. But if you're a business that wants to grow and you spend all this time on Facebook and suddenly you're at a ceiling limit of 5,000, you're going to be stuck at that limit. So, um, and the other thing is it's against their terms and conditions. Now, Facebook suddenly realized they're on, I'm sure they're already onto it, but if they start <laughs> seeing, if they start seeing, cause their graph search or their, their algorithm is getting smarter and smarter. But if they start seeing posts that are more attuned to business rather than personal, don't be surprised if they come and say, we're closing your account. In fact, they don't say it, they just do it. And you'll be sitting there going, whoa, whoa, whoa what about me? Well, what about you? You broke their terms of service, which is do not use your personal profile as a business page. So then I'm going to throw something else out there then about ads. And again, we're talking about the future of social media. So something you and I have both noticed is that it is getting harder to get the ads right. And unfortunately, less companies are offering Facebook ads done Mm -hmm. for you. We've seen, I mean, I personally know three who are no longer actually offering that as a service. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that's happening? Oh, one easy answer for that. <laughs> one easy answer yeah. for that is because um, when when Facebook ads started, it was great. You could create an ad and let it run for a week or two. You had the same copy, the same photo, same call to action, same target market, same target audience, and let it run. And it would show up over a period of time. And maybe after two or three weeks, it was like, okay, time to maybe change it up a little bit, maybe put a new photo. Well, now the lifetime of an ad is a day if you're lucky. You can see this on on uh, all sorts of reports when you run ads is that the drop-off rate is really pretty rapid after 24 to 48 hours, which means that, <coughs> excuse me, agencies that were creating ads for people, they could say, well, you know what, Here's the, the going rate was around about $500 a month, okay, and they would run some ads for you. Um, and that's not including the budget that you want to spend on getting people to your ads. It was the agency fee. $500 was a sort of a standard figure. Now, if you've got somebody in your agency creating ads, you're going to have someone who's writing good copy, creating great images, um, good all, all that sort of stuff, putting the ads together. And if they're only doing ads for you, you know, a couple of them a month, then $500 made sense. They could still make money running, running that service. But now that ads aren't working, you know, after 24, 48 hours, you need someone back in the office to keep creating those new ads for you in order to get the results that, that are sort of promised when you take on an ad agency. So now instead of working, you know, running it, creating an ad maybe four times a month, now you're going to be doing it, you know, 15 to 20 times. And that costs money to run, um, to run those workers to create the ads. So then people say, well, we can't charge 500. We're going to have to charge maybe 2000, 3000. Um, and people just say, businesses say, you know what, I can't afford to spend $2,000 on just you having managed my ads, and then you want me to run ad spend on top of that. So it became a thing where people were pricing themselves out of the market. 
And they had to because of the workload. Totally. That's what it was. It was a workload. Now, so if you're listening, thinking, well, what does that mean for me? It means that you've got to learn how to do ads yourself and you're going to have to change them up every couple of days. Yeah. And the other key point in that is actually not just the ads, but really understanding what a landing page is and understanding the art of actually what you're doing with the traffic once you're sending them somewhere to do, you know, opt in or buy something from you. Um, it is getting more complex. We don't mean to to bum you out if you're thinking, oh, my God, it, it is. But at the same time, it's just that, you know, online business is changing. It is getting more complex and it now has to be more about you as the business owner learning this stuff and being embracing the fact that you need to understand it more. And yes, you can delegate pieces to your team. And yes, you can get people to do things for you, but you need to start to understand you know, how this all works together. And I'm, I'm not saying as well, ditch your Facebook ads. I think that they still work if you can mm-hmm. work it out for your right market. Yeah, definitely. They still, I, they still work. Um, but there is a, there is a learning curve and a cost that's going to be associated with that. You're going to have to spend a bit of money to test some of these things. And there are some great courses out there who can teach you that sort of stuff. But once again, you've got to be careful of who you get your information from. Very good point. So anything else more more on Facebook? Because I'd like to talk about LinkedIn. I have some ideas there. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's go on LinkedIn because I know this is we could be talking this for hours and we might have to do another version two coming up pretty soon about this because, you know, this is always changing. Okay, but let's dig into LinkedIn. I'm happy to move on. So here's what I think is fascinating about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is turning into its own publishing platform. And I have re- I have been watching some of these guys for a while that are putting out content. So before LinkedIn, you could share um, a quick post like you would do on Facebook. Now you can actually open that post up into a full-blown blog article that's on LinkedIn. And I've noticed that people that use that whole blogging sort of mechanism in LinkedIn are getting much more engagement and shares by doing that, because it's now a link that you can actually post all over the place. And by the fact that you're using LinkedIn gives added credibility. So what I, I think is interesting here is that it's transitioning more into its own publishing network, but in a very specific non-hypey sort of way. Absolutely. You know, it's it really, it, it came in, it came about in a, about four, maybe four to six months ago where um, people were, uh, Given the ability, it wasn't just the top um, influencers in LinkedIn. They actually opened it up for everybody to can to actually post their own stuff on there. And as you said, the more you do, it is its own blog um, network. It's its own information section. And you know, I posted I posted a couple of things there for experimental purposes um, way back when, it, back in July. And you know, I got you know five six hundred views on my on my on my um, posts which I thought was awesome because I really didn't push it out too hard to my to my audience, but people were reading it. Three, um, and, and LinkedIn give you an indication of how many eyeballs have actually seen your yeah. post. So, you know, five or 600 people per post for me was pretty good when I hadn't even um, really pushed it out. And the cool thing about these posts is that you can have um, links to share it on other platforms like um, Facebook, Google+, Twitter. Um, so people can share it when they read it on your on your LinkedIn profile, but you can also put in images and people can comment on uh, the posts that you make as well. So it's almost like having your own blog platform inside of LinkedIn. They are creating their own their their own in-house web system, if you like. 
And you know what's interesting is like on Facebook, it's all about the videos and the photos, but and, and really short wording. But on LinkedIn, I think it's about the power of the word. I don't see a lot of video action or like more of that multimedia stuff that's taking off over there. Do, would you agree? It's more about the blog post or the the writing. Yeah, I think um, I think it's a lot to do with the interaction. Um, the biggest thing with LinkedIn is that you can really connect with people. I I did an experiment last week on LinkedIn. I purposely kept away from LinkedIn from doing anything on LinkedIn. I didn't want to, um, I wanted to have zero input for a week. So I watched my figures. So LinkedIn give you a whole bunch of stats, you know, telling you about who's looked at your profile, how many people checked you out and that sort of stuff. And I had a look at, um, I had a look at all of these, uh, these stats that, that I was doing. So I left it off for a week and then I went back and I wanted to find out, um, uh, if I participate in groups and did a lot of information, what sort of results was I going to get? And it was, it blew me away. I did one post and I connect, I, I put a few comments in, um, some different discussion groups and I had massive amount of people, um, looking at my profile, my, the, you know, the percentage of people looking at my profile went through the roof cause I was active. Um, the, the number of people reading my posts and interacting with me went through the roof in fact, my graph were almost like a like a hockey stick straight up in the air. It was crazy. So question for you. What do you think about LinkedIn company pages versus the, the profile? Do you think yeah. company pages are worth it? No, I personally don't. I still yeah, I question it. I still try and I'm still trying to see some good indications of small businesses using them well. I I can see some larger ones which have a budget and a team of people doing it, but I really don't see um I don't see the benefit, especially for small businesses. Yeah, look, and you can't do the the whole article thing if you have a company page. You really only have two things you can do from what I've seen in, in the pages I've worked in. And the first thing is obviously you can do the updates, which are the very limited, you know, paste a link to your own blog or do a little quote or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you have a, a like a showcase page where you can talk about your products and services, but there's not much more to it than that, is there? No, not at all. Yeah. So, and again, you don't, seriously, do people like to hang out with a company or do they like to hang out and get to know a person? It's about the person, isn't it? It's all about, the, it's all about, people want to do business with, they know, like, and trust. We've all heard that a million times. The, uh, the reality is that even if you're a big company, people still want to know that they're connected to somebody at that company, whether it's, whether it's the uh, salesperson or whether it's somebody else that's relevant, they just want to connect so that they can say, Hey, I know that person at that company. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, LinkedIn guys, I would just suggest make sure your profile's filled out. Um, I'm, I've been re-looking at mine um, to really add in the projects and all the bits and pieces and also to stay active on it, you know, do some of, the, some of these blog posts. That's, I guess for me personally, that's what I'm going to be looking at doing um, on my LinkedIn. I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are because I've been doing, <laughs> the, I've been doing the same actually um, and adding media to it as well. So I'm adding videos to my profile. So if you come along to my profile, Look for me on LinkedIn. You'll see I've got all sorts of different um, images and videos on there, which just sort of makes that whole profile stand out. And people go, oh, wow, that's pretty interesting. And I'm adding all sorts of uh, projects as well. So I'm glad you are, H. That's good. Very cool. Now, another thing I guess I quickly wanted to touch on, I mean, yeah, look, YouTube, I I don't really have too much to say other than you should be using it. <laughs> yeah, you know? YouTube YouTube is one of those things that um I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon especially with the advent of all the cameras and the awesome cameras we have on phones. Yeah. 
Um, people still need a platform to put it on. It's still growing. It's still a growing platform. Um, video is everywhere. Use it. Don't be scared of jumping in front of it and using it for your business. It's um, it's changing. Um, you know, ads on YouTube are yeah, they're everywhere, but you know you can still get rid of them pretty easily, which is good. I, I, you know, I don't want to go into. Uh, we could spend a lot of time talking about YouTube, but the cool thing is that you know Google Hangouts. We've spoken a lot about Google Hangouts. They are growing rapidly. Um, and they are a great way to get your message out and be in front of somebody so people can actually see you and hear you. Uh, it's all linked to YouTube. YouTube is owned by Google and uh, they're not going to let that one slip away, that's for sure. And the one thing that I am personally going to be looking into, I know you're part of that as well, Andrew, is looking at the ads. So um, if anything, YouTube, of course, the key things are just name your videos in a way that people want to find them. So how to videos are great on YouTube. You know, think about you don't need to put your business name or your name in the title of the video. Um but but really, the ad component is very fascinating to me. The whole thing where anyone can have a video advertisement that sits in front of other person, uh, other people's videos, and to take it one step further, retargeting is happening, which is very simply means that if you go to somebody's website on a certain page, they can send some ads to chase you around the internet, specific to the page that you you know either visited or left their website from. So I was just telling Andrew the other day, there's there's this um, pool company in Australia, like swimming pools. And I went to their site, I was checking it out. And uh, suddenly I'm on YouTube and this fantastic little like 30, actually 10 second ad pops up mm-hmm. and, and it was retargeting me. And it was, it was to promote the pool company. I'm thinking that is brilliant. I think more small businesses should start to look into what you can do to do these video ads. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yep. YouTube, uh, YouTube advertising retargeting is going to be big and it's, it's almost scary what they're going to be doing, but People are going to be delivering ads to you based on what you like, what you do, and you're not going to be, I think that's where the future is, that you're not going to be seeing ads that are irrelevant to you coming up. Yeah. So really, um, and the, I guess the last bit I'd like to close on is that I'm very, very fortunate to have, um, so my my long-term partner has two boys, and they're now, we have half custody of them, and they're at the age of 14 uh, and 12. So you can imagine that they are tapped in, dialed in to their screens all the time. But it's an amazing case study for me, being obsessed with online marketing, mm-hmm. to see how the next generation is actually using social media. Mm-hmm. It is so true. They really don't use Facebook. They are absolutely, absolutely over the top, over the moon engaged in Instagram. And they use it to send private messages back and forth in addition to share videos with their entire following. Mm-hmm. Um, they are using this thing called Kick which is an app where you just can do text messaging back and forth. There's Snapchat. I think the thing here with this is that don't don't get so caught up in the old school social media that we're also accustomed to. There's a whole new world out there. And the best place to learn it is to look at the teens and love, see what they're doing. I love how you say old school social media. I mean, it's only been around for five or six years. <laughs> It's old school, you people, you oldies. It's old school. I mean, <laughs> back in my day, there was a thing called Facebook. Facebook. And I used to use it and call Facebook. You know how hard it was when we were young? Facebook. You know what we had to do? We had to upload our own pictures. <laughs> so, you know what? Instagram, I am absolutely looking at that right now. And that's a big thing on my radar is how are people using it? Because it's definitely, you can't put links in it. And you got to be really strategic and creative with how you use your imagery on there. I, uh, I'm, I'm in on, I'm on Instagram, been using it for a while, but certainly nowhere near where I should be. 
So uh, I'm looking forward to exploring that a little bit more too. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that um, is going to be on the rise more and more. I, I really do. I mean, look where the youth is. Look where they are. Don't be scared of change and and study and be focused on and where they're they're going because they're driving the future of what everyone's going to be doing online. Hey, um, we uh, we do we talk a lot about this sort of stuff in our digital in- digital traffic institute. Um, if you're looking to get traffic and you're not sure how to do it, you want to use Instagram, you want to use Pinterest or Kick or Snapchat. Um, come and join us at, on the digital traffic institute.com DTI. And, uh, we talk about all this sort of stuff. We give you, we give you, uh, two calls a month where we go live. We run through bits and pieces of different traffic methods. So if you're looking for more traffic on your, on your website, come and join us at digital traffic institute.com. Check it out. Um, we'd love to have you on board. Yes, we would. And guys, thanks again for listening. We always appreciate you. And you can come on by, let us know what you think at aybpodcast.com, episode 90, drop us a line. Or, you know, of course, you can say hello to us in in the comments on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to us from. We have 10 to go before we hit 100. We're going to hit 100 at this rate, probably around Christmas. Yeah, around the New Year, Christmas period. That's going to be exciting. <laughs> totally, totally. We've got some big things planned for that podcast. We do, we do. All right, Coolio, I'll talk to you later, H. Thank you very much. Talk to you later, everyone. Bye. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelt securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.